0: The contents of this podcast are provided for general information and educational purposes only, and do not constitute investment, accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice.
1: Welcome to the Money Magnet podcast, helping you attract and keep a fortune that counts with co-hosts self-made money magnet, Steve McKnight, and esteemed journalist, Rowan Wen. Hello and welcome to the Money Magnet Podcast. I'm once again joined by my good mate Steve McKnight and today's topic is certainly a hot one, how to make more money. So over to you Steve,
0: what's the secret? Can we start, Ro, by talking about pocket money? Sure. Because to me, when I've taught this at a recent one day seminar, there's three ways that people were given pocket money. Yep, how are they? The first one was they were just given pocket money. Yep. And it was charity. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to do anything. You just got X dollars a week in pocket money. Yep. The second type is, so charity is the first type. Second type is chores. You had to do X, Y, and Z. There might have been a list on the fridge or something else like that. Yep. And you had to do your chores. And then if you did your chores, you got your pocket money. Yes. And then the third type is what I call creative, which is where if you go out and got a paper round or you went and washed cars or walk dogs or did the next door's mowing or whatever it was, then you could earn your money that way. Right. Now, the reason why I bring this up at this point yep. is that when it comes to earning more money, and we're talking about the Y in the Y minus E equals S formula, yep. how do I get more money? How do I make, you just say. make more, right? Yep. Manage better, multiply faster, and give more meaning to my money, right? So we're in the make more side of things. Well, if I said to someone, you need to go and make more money, what they tend to do is go back to what worked for them as a kid. Yep. And if you were someone that got paid for doing chores and you have to make more money. You go and work. You go and you naturally think, well, more chores. Yep. And because so many people were paid for the chores when it comes to pocket money, they tend to go to working harder mm-hmm. as their go-to strategy for having more money. Yep. Now, that is a precursor to explaining a very important topic, which I call the time money multiple of right. how all this the works. Time money multiple. Yep. Time money multiple yep. which is TMM. Excellent. Now the time money multiple is how many times per hour you get paid for an hour of your work. So you're a consultant, right? Yep. Let's say you go and work an hour and you get paid for that hour. You That's think- not how it works, but yeah. How does it work?
1: Well, I don't want to give away too much, of course, but I have deals with people sort of have me on, on retainer right. and then I give them a certain amount of advice to match a certain amount of value. Yep. So it's not actually the hour. It's not the labor. It's the 30 years of experience where you go, no, don't do that, do that. There you go, I've just saved you a year.
0: Ah, but it's still, if you didn't do any of that, if you didn't have any service to trade, you wouldn't get paid, right?
1: Well, no, I've got some investments, but yeah. yeah, would, yeah. But
0: from from the swapping time for money. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. So what happens with a time money multiple of one, in most cases, is you work an hour, you get paid for an hour.
1: More, so let's
0: break it down. If I'm working at a petrol station and I make 20 bucks an hour,
1: right, and I want to make more, like double that, i could do two hours. Is that That's what you're right. saying?
0: Well, yep. if you want more money, you have to work another hour. Yep. So your time money multiple is one. If you... Don't work another hour. You don't get paid. Yeah. Okay. So the question becomes, if you want more money, do you work harder? Do you work more hours? Do you go to your boss and do you say, I want to have a raise? Well, if you do that, you're still on a time money multiple of one. You might be getting paid more right. per hour, yep. but you still got to work that hour. Yep. The secret that I've stumbled across many years ago was figuring out how to get paid on a time money multiple of more than 1. Yep. And that means that you do an hour's work and you get paid into perpetuity for that hour that you work. Let me give you an example. Right? Okay. Yep. So let's say that it takes me 500 hours to create a course.
1: Yep, got
0: it. And I could either spend that 500 hours let's say being an accountant or an employee get paid $50 an hour for yep. that 500 hours. 50 times 500 is 25 grand. But if I can sell that course for $1,000, then I work for 50 hours, I sell 100 courses at $1,000 each, and I end up with $100,000. So by taking that time, and instead of being paid per hour, I get paid per course, and then I sell that course over and over and over again, I'm getting paid more than once for that hour that I've worked. I get paid every time I sell a course. And so long as that course remains available for sale, then I get a clip every time and this is how music royalties work right yeah
1: it's how advising works too i mean i give the same advice to different people at the same time and they all pay for it you see so you make multiples of just the one if you're doing to one boss and one employee you'd be working for the hour you know yeah but then i feel sorry for petrol boy who's pumping the petrol because he has to just keep working more hours
0: well not just petrol person but also anyone that's stuck in a job that they stop earning if they stop working yeah right So let me tell you how I learned. I was going to say, how did
1: you learn what to do there? What happened?
0: To get a time, money, multiple, greater than one. So first of all, this begins back in 1999 when I went to a Robert Kiyosaki seminar in Sydney. Oh, yeah. Two-day Robert Kiyosaki seminar. That's right, the author. And at the end of that seminar, he said, if you're serious about making money, you would join me in Vancouver to do a, I think it was a five-day direct marketing course. right. And I thought, well, I'm serious about making money. I, if it's good enough for Robert Kiyosaki, it's good enough for me.
1: Yeah.
0: So I came home and I said to Jules, honey, would you like to go on a honeymoon? Because we were recently married. So that was your honeymoon. And I said to her, let's go to Vancouver. And she so goes, romantic. oh, great. I so wanted to go to Vancouver." And I said, <laughs> look, there's only one problem. We just have to sit in on this course. And then once the course is done, we can go and do whatever we want. Did she leave at that moment? No, she didn't. See, so a lot of wives would have run. But I will tell you a funny story. We did turn up to the airport a day early on that trip. What happened there? (laughs) We went to check in and they're like, uh, you're here a day early. And we're like, oh, what do we do about that? Anyway, we got luckily routed on that plane that day and we turned up at the hotel and guess what the hotel said? You're a day early. And they said, we are. And anyway, they upgraded us to the honeymoon suite. The only time I've ever been in the honeymoon suite.
1: There you go. Well, that's a very good outcome. Better than being a day late. That would have been terrible.
0: It was actually a mirror. I don't want to know, no, mate.
1: <laughs> Quite frankly, neither do the listeners, but keep going.
0: Anyway, so there was this course in Vancouver, and at the end of the course, there was a couple of young fellows from Canada that stood up, and they were selling a course on how to have a business online. And these are the days in dial-up internet, and the internet was mainly to do with email yep. and email communication. Yep. And a little bit of data transfer. We were lodging tax returns via the internet at that time. Got it. But it wasn't really mainstream business. These are the days when Blockbuster used to send out DVDs. In by mail, the, right? By that. mail. Yeah, yeah. You know, this kind of things. So it's yep. pre-Amazon days. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I bought the course. I thought, I want to learn something new. I think the course was a couple of grand on top of the travel to get over there and everything. Right. And I was still not a convert, Ro. Yeah. But we then- We had when, when the honeymoon period started off- And we went to Denver and drove around Denver and other things. I started hearing radio ads for websites and billboards for websites. Seeing them, yeah. And I thought, wow, if this is what's happening in America, this internet thing is going to take off. Got it. So I came back and my very first attempt at a time money multiple of greater than one, and not many people know this, was writing a course on how to write a resume and do an interview for accounting students. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was my very first. I ran a one-day seminar. I created a product, which was the course notes for that one-day seminar, and then I sold it. Not many of them, mind you. In I was fact, say, did it work? It was an abject failure. Right. But yeah. it was my first attempt at-
1: But if you learn from it, it wasn't a failure.
0: Monetizing intellectual property. Yep. So my next attempt was a website called Wealth Tips Online. Nice. And Wealth Tips Online was also more or less an abject failure. mm you know why? So here's what I always think. This is the Jen on me. I say, if you've got the wealth tips, why are you selling
1: it? Just go make your money, mate. But because you want to try and help people get I know better. You do, but most people, ninety nine percent of people, just are scamming. But keep going. Yeah,
0: well, that's why we're doing the podcast, right? Yep. This podcast costs money to produce. Yeah, uh, we well, getting this revenue. Is, for, this is a loss leader for doing it, but yep. we're doing it because we want to help people. Pro bono, row. Here I am. Pro bono, row. Welcome back. So whereas the first course taught me some lessons about do it this way next time. Yep. And the second course taught me lessons about doing it next time. The third go yeah. was a little website called propertyinvesting.com. How'd that go? Is that, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> well, I bought it. I actually bought the domain for 250 bucks. You're joking. It was a really good investment. I bet you had offers for a lot more than that. Over the years I have. Yeah. But if you add on the money that's been raised for the funds that I've run on top of the things that I've sold – at seminars and et cetera, through propertyinvesting.com. I reckon it's on a low guess, low side of things, but I reckon we've done more than $300 million worth of business through that website. Extraordinary, isn't it? Well, there's a couple of lessons I think we can learn from that, is that if you think you're going to step up to the World Series and hit a home run the first time you're on the you're plate, yeah. you can probably expect to strike out more times. But if you can learn from your mistakes and That's refine- That's Yeah and get better each time.
1: I say to my kids all the time, it's only a mistake you didn't learn from it, you know?
0: Yeah, and what I've learned is that if you can find something that people are willing to pay you for, some knowledge that you've got, and you can monetize it by using the internet, then instead of being locked into a time-money multiple of one, you can unlock a greater time-money multiple than one, so if I spent my time writing a course, using the example from before, I can make more money writing that course and selling it for three or four years via the website than I ever could doing accounting fees on a timesheet.
1: So this sounds a lot like work smarter, not harder. Is that kind of the theory?
0: That's absolutely right. The second way that people can get a time money multiple more than one is by the concept that I call generations of wealth.
1: Now, yeah, what's that?
0: So we know the formula Y minus E equals S, yep. yes, yes, income I do. <laughs> minus expenses <laughs> equals savings yep. or surplus. So if we start by swapping our time for money, income mm-hmm. minus expenses equals savings, and we deploy that savings into income producing assets or IPAs, Got it. then those IPAs will have income minus expenses equals savings.
1: They will. Right. And
0: then from that surplus, so the first generation is swapping time for money. Mm. The second generation is the return you get on the first gen savings deployed. Yep. And then you add the second generation and the third generation and the fourth generation and you end up with these generations of wealth all feeding into a capital base.
1: So it's kind of like having one worker and then suddenly you've got two workers because your money's doing some work. Then you've got three workers and then you've got four workers and on.
0: And the more people you have working for you, the less you have to work for someone else. Pretend people. Pretend people. Absolutely. I got it. Exactly, Ro. And to get a TMM of greater than one, sometimes or often, in fact, pretty much always, you have to embrace the idea of getting a time money multiple of less than one. Mm -hmm. And you can get a time money multiple of less than one where you are choosing not to earn like we did in the accounting practice in order to skill up so that you can then write the course or learn the skills to get a time money multiple of more than one in fact any pursuit you do that you don't get paid for is a time money multiple of less than one and that can include volunteer work looking after the kids this podcast for me fast asleep well this podcast for you but i like to think you're adding money into the karma bank I think I am, too.
1: That's what I'm doing it. Plus, we get to hang like out. I like you, exactly. Otherwise, we don't see each other. It's great. No, we're such busy That's a win. people. I know, right? Now, you've said before
0: that hope is not a plan.
1: Hope is not a plan. I think I stole it from Oprah, but yeah, it's true. Hope is not a plan. Why isn't hope a plan? Well, because hope is not enough. you got to do things, too. Like, you can have great intentions, but the doing is the important bit. It's a bit like I'm working on a project right now for somebody, and it's a political project, and it's kind of like... People are saying, oh, you're really lucky things young. Well, it's like, you know what, the harder we work, the luckier we get because <laughs> we are working really hard. But it's for a long-term outcome. It's not just enough to say, I want this. You've got to work out how to get it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think if it doesn't work, it's not that you're unlucky. It's that you haven't found the right key to unlock the lock yet.
1: Mm. But guess- every time you get it wrong... You learn how to get it right next time. Like I'm a strong believer in just doing things in order to make sure that you can rule stuff out and say, right, that didn't work. Like there's always a way forward. My kids hate me saying, in fact, my fiance is kind of saying, you always say that, but it's true. There's always a way forward. You just got to find it.
0: My youngest daughter struggles to make decisions. So she's sitting there before I came to do this podcast today and she's like, dad, how do I pick a driving instructor to teach me how to drive? Because she's going to book in to do her P's. Yeah. And I said to Alyssa, I said, Lissy, don't worry about making the right decision or the perfect decision. Just make a decision and then as it unfolds, correct as needed. You know why this happens? Because we teach
1: ourselves and our kids to have a fear of failure and that itself is a failure, right? You have to embrace failure in order to do good in life, I think. In fact, there was a whole bunch of people in America, uh, academics, that had their resumes out and show what they've done, all their achievements. And they said, right, go write the anti-resume. Quick story, right? And they had to go and write all the things they tried to do that stuffed up. And it was eight times as long, right? But without those mess-ups, they wouldn't have those awesome achievements on their resume. You know, I think if you're going to be honest, everyone should sit down and look at time and write down everything they've done that didn't work out. And it'll be a lot longer than the list of the things we advertise ourselves with. Because guess what? Without those stuff ups, you wouldn't have the successes.
0: And I think that's a perfect way to end today's podcast. All right,
1: mate. See you next time. Au revoir. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Money Magnet podcast. If you have questions or would like to provide feedback, then please send an email to podcast at moneymagnet.au.